Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, I went to a nightclub for the first time in two years on the weekend because we're allowed to do those things in England Shire. And I forgot that if at 2am you start screaming rebel girl at the top of your voice, you will end up sounding like this. So it's going to be a raspy edition of the show today. But, um, you know, in certain circles, some people think that's sexy. So treat yourself. God, that theme tune really gets in the centre of your brain, doesn't it? Really gets in now. Uh, Hello, welcome. Episode 7 of Season 4. Yes, I'm still alive, barely. After the tone, if you've never been here before, listen to another episode and you'll sort of work it out. There you go, that's the introduction done. My name is Scotty, and together with my friends Debbie, Tim and Maya, we're here to basically, essentially, hear what you lot think is vaguely entertaining for the rest of us to listen to. Say the word vaguely, because, you know, I don't want to get done by Trades Descriptions Act, because some of you, you can fucking waffle on. Anyway, as I said, it's episode seven, so we're coming towards the end of the series. Oh, please don't go. Oh, we don't know what to do when you're not on air. I tell you what, you can fucking do something else. Do you know what I mean? You can find something else to listen to, because I need a fucking break, as you can hear in my voice. Actually, that was self-imposed. That's not fair. Hedonism, I believe they called it in the 90s. I say hedonism. It was a gin and tonic on a dance floor surrounded by lesbians. I was in my fucking element. Anyway, uh, as I said, we're coming towards the end of the seasonale. That's season and finale put together. You're welcome. Linguistically, I am... Well, I am... Now, if you've been sat on those hands thinking, I'm going to call in, I've got something I want to say, well, time is running out, Hans, okay, because we reset the conversations for the next series, yes, we will, because I don't want to fucking know any more about what chips you're eating and what you're not eating, so if you've been sat there thinking, I desperately want to say this thing, I'm going to give you the number at the end of the show, what you've got to do is you've got to pick up the blower, okay, you've got to get it in, otherwise... You know, forever hold your peace, as they say. If during the show uh, you hear something that you want to chime in on on the internet, 
the internet, uh, get on one of the things and put in the hashtag after the tone POD. Uh, that way we'll see it and we can join in the conversation with you. That'd be nice, won't it? Apparently we've got loads of calls this week, so I shouldn't really be waffling this much, but you know, fuck it. It's got my name above the door. Well, actually I've run out of things to say. So yeah, I'll tell you what, Deb, let's play the calls. Let's see what this bunch of absolute fucking hideous retrobates think I should have an opinion on this week. God knows I'm not very opinionated. Why do they keep on calling? Hi, Scotty. Rachel from Glasgow. Long time listener, first time caller. I've just had to pause last week's episode because you said it's a shame that you don't make anybody else laugh. And I felt outraged because you make me belly laugh every single week. Anyway, much love to you and everybody else in the pub. Bye. What do do I look like, Rachel? Do I look like Ricky Gervais? Don't answer that. Do I look like Peter Kay? Definitely don't fucking answer that. This is not a comedy diddy. No, this is, this is, um, this is cultural. This is philosophy. Okay. This is where we discuss art and religion and, and bumming. Okay. Maybe you've got a point there, Rachel. Lovely to have a first time caller from over the border as well in the land of the almost free. Have to say, loving the new audio recorded message about telling us to call in. Very fancy. I do miss you doing your best phone voice where, please call in, the number is... Oh, anyhow, loving it, loving you, loving all the team. This is amazing. You're amazing. Goodbye. <laughs> and and love to the family, obviously. Sorry, who is this? How did you get the telephone number? That was the voice of someone who sounds like they were on the television in the sort of mid-noughties who did, like, you know, like, 24-hour makeover on ice. Don't they? They sound, like, super charismatic. Absolutely no context who they are. No introduction. All assume that we know who they are. I'm perplexed. I don't know what to say to you. I don't put on a funny voice to do the telephone number. I'm naturally posh, actually. Hi Scotty, I hope that you're enjoying some lovely weather. I am. I'm just walking through my local park and the simultaneously best and worst things that could happen to a person in a park just happened to me. So the the worst thing that can happen to me in a park, a ball comes towards me and I get this like instant panic because... I mean, what do you do? If it's a football, do you catch it with your hands and throw it back? If it's a basketball, do you stop it with your foot and kick it back? But luckily, this happened, and I kind of got out of it because the best thing that happened to me in a park recently, uh, a puppy came running at me, just, like, got loose, ran towards me, little cockapoo puppy. Oh, my God, it's so cute. So my question to you is... What are the best and worst things that have happened to you in a park? Bye. Oh, hello, park person. Now, hard relate to many of these <laughs> these things that you bring up. Now, the ball. The fear of the ball. But Yeah, and I thought about this for quite some time. My studio is right by a park and people are often playing 
with their balls in the park. And I've got this new technique where if it comes over to me, I look at it and I just go, no. <laughs> just look at the ball, look at the people and go, no. Because <laughs> then there's sort of perplexed where you're like, no. It's, because what I've done in my head is I've created a narrative that they're asking me to join in. And uh, so I can go back with saying, no, thank you. Uh, so there's that. Best puppy being a cockapoo. Oh, I can't abide them. Cockapoos have got energy of like those sort of gay, sexy otters who know that they're hot and, you know, they've got hairy chests. But also I've got the energy of twinks. Yeah, that's what I see when I see a cockapoo. And so I I, I kind of um, instantly want to dislike them because I think attractive people should sort of know what it's like to feel ugly. Uh, (laughs) I wish I was lying. Now... Best and worst things that happened to me in the park. When we were teenagers, about 14, 15, we used to lock ourselves in. Well, you don't lock yourself in, but we used to hide in Hampstead Heath, which had its own constabulary. I mean, get a life. They put searchlights out for you and things like that because they knew that people were in there. And um, we used to have a great time running around the park doing like little spells and, you know, being drunk teenagers, essentially. I mean, other th- other better things have happened to me in the park. But, you know, there are people of a certain age listening that might take umbrage at things that I've done in the park. I think this is a good question for the room. What have you done in recreational space? <laughs> We're opening a can of worms here, aren't we? But fuck it. Tell us, get on the blower and let us know the most shameful. <laughs> I know this person wanted like, you know, best things and worst things, but I want shameful. What's the most shameful thing you've done in a recreational space? Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb. Hi to the newbies. Hi, everyone in the room. It's Fran here. How are you all doing? I just thought I would send a little message in because I've just got off the phone with a consultant with a follow-up stuff after my miscarriage and because my GP messed up, it's private. So, you know, everything works magically in private land. Like within three months, I've had investigations, I've had scans, I've had follow-up appointments. I've been referred to a different department, spoken to by them because, you know, COVID. Anyway, sorry, I'm rambling. But long story short, there's a procedure that they can do that should help because, you know me, I've got a funky shaped uterus. But they can do this operation and hopefully, like, rectify that. And then the risks of a repeat miscarriage will go down massively and hopefully all, in theory, should be good and well. Not that I can try because, you know, I'm more single than... I'm just so single. But anyway, yeah, it kind of took me a little bit off guard, I think. Like, I was expecting just to be like, oh, yeah, these are your chances in the future, blah, blah, blah. But actually, like, came with a solution. So, yeah, I just wanted to kind of update the gang. I sort of feel like you've held me for a lot. And although this feels like a bit of a scary time, it's also like I can kind of breathe a little bit now because I'm like, oh, okay. It sounds like there's a solution we can fix this and, like, I won't have to go through that again. Oh, sorry, I'm getting a bit emotional. Yeah, I think just the prospect of ever having to go through that experience of a miscarriage and losing a baby again has been really heavy on me. And essentially, after this procedure, which, by the way, should be, like, sometime in August, basically just doing everything I can so I don't have to go through that hell again. Anyway, 
all getting all like teary eyed. Right, yeah, I just wanted to let you know, like actually kind of some like positive and hopeful news, which feels good. I hope you're all taking care of yourselves because uh, life isn't always easy, is it? Like it can be pretty shit, but things do get better. Bye. Sorry, I just want to add, I don't want to make anyone that listens to the pod, because, you know, I feel like you're all my mates, going through any kind of struggles with fertility or any of that stuff. I, I don't want that to sound really gloating at all, because I know that actually I am in a very lucky situation, and I know a lot of people spend years and years without any answers or solutions or anything else, so I just want to hold a little bit of space for those people. It is a struggle and often it's a silent struggle, but I just want to send a lot of love to everyone. Yeah, and I just want to make it clear, I don't know, I just got sort of like a pang of guilt as I actually felt kind of like relieved and not having to go through that ordeal again, like the prospect of a mis- another miscarriage, like I don't think I'd survive. It literally broke me, but feeling positive I just need to remind myself that isn't like trying to erase the memory of my baby or the baby that I lost it's just I think I need to allow myself to be okay and at peace and a positive future doesn't negate from like the heartache that's come before it and there's still no guarantees anyway lovely Fran here not in a bath this week not in a bath this week. Just saying. Just saying. Second warning there, Fran. Actually, it's Tim and Maya. We spoke about this last week. I don't want to get fucking nasty with anybody. <laughs> now, before we get into the deep and meaningfuls, Funky Uterus, great name for a band. Just want to put that out there, just in case you were looking for a band name. I really like the way that you said it as well. Yeah, you know, as Ronan Keaton once said, life is a roller coaster, baby. You just got to ride it, haven't you? And um, this journey that you've been on and that you are like so generously sharing with us, it's weird because it's such an act of kindness that you were like sharing the ins and outs of this and the difficulties and the emotional labour and all of that. But it's so generous for us to hear it, to sort of know what's going on. You know, and I'm sure there are people who are listening to this who we know who have gone through similar experiences, who massively empathised with you when you first called up to let us know what your situation was. That this demystifying is what I absolutely love this podcast for, because we really go into the ins and outs of everything, don't we? I just want to really mark that and be like, thanks so much for like sharing this stuff, because I imagine there's lots of people who go through this stuff who just haven't got a fucking clue. Do you know what I mean? You know, we talk about on this podcast quite a lot about I hope we're being kind to ourselves. I wonder what we mean by that. I wonder what we mean, like explicitly mean by that. Because there's one act of like doing the self-care and the bits and bobs and buying the things and having a bath and all of that shit. But like, what is it to actually be kind to ourselves? And is that possible? Hmm. Anyway, Fran, it's lovely to hear from you, babe. I hope you're feeling okay. And I hope you're being kind to yourself. Hiya, Scotty. Hiya, producer Debs. Hiya, Tim. Hiya, Maya and everyone else. Um, My name's Nat. I'm a long-time listener. Long-time fucking lurker. I've been sitting in the corner of this pub since episode one, mate. Like, literally from the beginning. 
Um, you guys, fuck, every Thursday, you got me through so much. Um, I'm a fellow mental, fellow queer, obs, you know, working class, but now technically middle class because of my job. It's got a fucking career. I've got a profession. Like, I've done all right. My grandparents would be proud of me. Do you know what I mean? Like, got that working class guilt for sure. I don't have much of this religious stuff. Like, I find it really interesting listening to you guys. I'm an English teacher, by the way. So if I'm a bit fucking waffly, then that'll be why. And also, I'm really nervous. So I, I'm having all the heart sweat. That, oh, it's just, it's all going on. Anyway, um, I just wanted to get in touch and say I basically lost the last two months because of my mentals, the depression, and that metaphor for weather that we all use. Fuck, we all use it, don't we? It's everywhere. Clearly a reason why. So whatever your storm is, fucking weather it, mate. There's so many cliches. I'm a fucking English teacher, so I'm full of them. Anyway, um... <laughs> Oh, I really don't want to get emotional. Well, shit, I think I'm going to get emotional. Yeah, it's like, it's like been having friends, you lot, every Thursday down the pub. <sighs> anyway, love and light and God bless, as JR often say. I love you all and uh, take it easy. Peace. Bye. Oh, hello. Now, you know me. When a nutcase walks into the room, particularly a queer nutcase that walks in the room, who's effing and blinded, well... You know, we're going to get along now. Hello, welcome to the gang. Lurking for such a long time as well. That's so sweet. Listen, don't be nervous. You're here now. Take a seat. Stay a while. Honestly, JRF ain't got the fucking hint, so why should you leave? (laughs) Oh, no, we do love Nana. We do fucking love Nana. It's nice to little poke Nana, though, isn't it? Bless her. She's having a bit of a time with the meds at the moment as well, so that's why she's a bit quiet. She has been in contact with us. To just let us know that like, she's just been a bit quiet because, you know, she's got to sort out those things. But um, uh, anyway, Nat, um, I just wanted to pick up on one of the things. You know me, I love to always pick up on a little thing. Now, you said here about you're not working class anymore. Well, I find that really interesting because you've got a career and you've got a job. Somehow, we often like to think that we've transitioned class. I'm sorry to tell you, you still sound as common as the day you were born. <laughs> The thing is, the reason why I've got a thing about that is because we always correlate success with middle classness. We always correlate comfort with middle classness. And something that I guess I'm really interested in trying to try to change the narrative of is working class success, working class happiness and working class progression. And yeah, I totally understand and acknowledge that our economic value, one for a better word, the money we've got in the bank might change. But our teeth are still the same. Our mouths are still the same. The experiences that happen don't suddenly delete. You know, Kathy Burke is still as fucking rough as ourselves, isn't she? But, you know, she's got a fair few mil in the bank. I think there's a difference between, you know, your cultural capital, your financial capital and your life experiences. Because that's a conversation that happens quite a lot. Where like working class people are always trying to navigate their guilt for having survived. It's like survivor guilt. I always just want to say like, it is really okay that we have delicious, nice things. It's really okay that softness is offered to us and that we can be working class success stories, that we can be working class survivors, particularly within the context of Englandshire and growing up in this fucking very classed, violent space. So, um, Nat, welcome to the gang. And if you've got any thoughts on what I just said there, please feel free to call back. But if you just want to go back to lurking, you're more than happy. Listen, this goes to all the lurkers out there. It's really lovely that occasionally, like, you, you like, peer up and you go, hello, I just want to say something really quickly. That's really 
really lovely, but don't feel like you've got, you can just dip in and go out. Like there are no rules here. If you want to stay, feel free. Call up all the time. Do you know what I mean? And if you're rubbish, we just won't use it. <laughs> lovely now. Oh God, so many first time callers. I'm really loving this. And I think it's now time for a little half-time break. Uh, still to come, it says there is a first-time nudist. We've got a heartfelt 10-second confession. Alopecia Sal's back. Oh, one of my favourites. And so is the carer and Monty Don. Mm. Plus, there's a fantastic wardrobe malfunction. But before that, if you have heard anything in the show that you are like, I am desperate to jump in on this conversation, I've got a response to this, what you need to do is open up WhatsApp and send us a voice note to this number. 0788 200 3420 And support us on the Patreon. And get backstage access to more knobheads like you. It's free, it's easy, and look, Nat just did it, was a bit nervous, but did it, and nobody died. Okay, so we're all all right. We're all here. As ever, this is the moment where I like to coerce some money out of your hands. Why don't you buy me a fucking coffee, bitches, all right? (laughs) After the Tone is a self-produced space. We run all of this off the generosity of you, the listeners. So why don't you join us over on patreon.com forward slash after the tone. There you can give us the price of a coffee that helps keep us on air and coming back for more seasons. Seriouses and seasons. All of them. And remember, if you want to join in the conversation, hashtag after the tone POD. A couple of people have done that this week, which is always nice. I'm going to get a piece of paper because I wrote it down on a piece of paper. There's a lovely review here from somebody called Anyone But Him, fully agree, which says, they've just started listening and I feel obligated to say something nice. So, well, the sound levels are quite lovely. (laughs) Excellent work. Five stars for that review. And it was a five-star review. Thank you very much. Um, Also, at Musing Reviews, dropped us a little line on the Instagram. Ooh, on the stories. I'm not really a podcast girl, but I really love After the Tone. It's bloody lovely, but also sad and so good. Isn't that nice? Look at that. So... (laughs) If you fancy joining in the conversation, leaving us a review, maybe giving us a coffee, you know what to do. Right, onward with the show. Hiya, Scotty and producer Deb and everyone else. So I have spent the last month, I'd say, finally getting around to listening to the podcast and have just sped through it and I'm finally caught up. I hope you feel better, Scotty. So, calling... First thing, I went for my first ever trip to a nudist beach yesterday, and it was wonderful. I got a little bit sunburned, but thankfully nowhere too delicate. I had the best time, and now all I want to do forever is swim naked in the sea and also cruise cute boys on the beach. Also, I want to tell a story that a few months ago, during lockdown, I was at my brother's... He has a farm out in Wales... And we were down the local pub, and there were these two girls there who were walking the length of Wales from the very top down and ending up in Bristol. So we went down there, they were supposed to be camping out the front of the pub, and it was horrible and rainy and wet, and we you know, obviously were supposed to be not having people in the house, but my brother said, do you know what, Just we've got a spare room in the farm, come back, stay with us. And these two girls, in the middle of nowhere, got in the van, on, in like the pitch black, and drove down tiny country lanes 
down a private driveway to like a gated farm in the middle of nowhere with two men. I mean, like we'd already discussed that I was a, a bit of a fag and one of them was a lesbian. God love her. God love them all. But like just getting in the car and I was like the whole way there, I was just like, I feel so conscious not to say anything remotely <laughs> dangerous sounding because can you imagine? Anyway, the point was they stayed for a couple of nights in the end and on the second night, we're all a bit drunk and having a conversation. I was talking about my like anxiety and depression. And one of them just said that she just doesn't have any anxiety or mental health issues whatsoever. And I genuinely didn't know what to say to her. I actually had to ask her. I was like, what? So you just wake up and feel fine. You wake up every day and you're just happy and everything's okay. And she was like, yeah, just fine. Like sometimes obviously I'm upset about things, but she's just fine. I didn't know what to say to her. I've never met... All of my friends are on fucking pills or, you know, in therapy or got something wrong with them. I don't know if I was angry, jealous. What would you think about all day? Gobsmacked. Anyway, love the show. Love all the regulars. Lovely to finally chat. Bye. Oh, hello, new friend. Oh, God. Look at me, very popular with all the new friends this week. Now, I've got questions. You can't come in here and be like, I went to a near speech, it was fun. Anyway, moving on. No, 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 no. No, Karen. Rewind. SPF, question mark. I feel that's a valid question, particularly on bits that I've never usually see the sun, so I imagine they are going to be more sensitive. Also, other questions. Is it sexy? Because, you know, I know people who really into nudism who are just like, it's not sexy, it's just a natural body. Give over. You see a bit of totty that you like, you're going to get yourself all hot and bothered. Am I right? Also, you're getting in the sea. It feels a bit vulnerable getting in the sea naked. I don't know. You, you know, fish might come across you and give you a blowy. And then where would you stand? <laughs> Why is it this podcast makes me say things like that? Also, when you said you're a bit of a fag, I needed to know whether that was like you dabble or you are just a little bit faggy or other. You know, it's it's a very open space here. That doesn't come with question with judgment. I just needed some more clarification. Now, I find it difficult enough having strangers visit me every Thursday demanding that I talk to them about nudism. I would not let these people into my house As much as you're lovely, none of you, I would let you anywhere near my house because you can't be trusted because, well, you're all fucking mental, for one. But you're all, well, there's a huge lot of you that are common, so you're definitely going to try and fucking steal something. I know because I'm common and I go into other people's houses and think about the same things. So, especially if if I've got a nice John Lewis bedsheet. I know what you like. I know what you're all like, so you're not coming in my house. Anyway, look at you, letting them in your farmhouse. I mean, do you know what? Less about them being worried about going into your house. You should be worried about letting them into your house. Also, normal people. Oh, I just wake up and I just, you know, I hear the birds singing. Lies. That person, do you know what? Therapy me was like, that person needs therapy. They haven't worked it out. (laughs) Everyone's a fucking mental. Okay, maybe not everyone. But they've come on. Come on, that person must have had something bad to them. Actually, they live in Bristol. Maybe they're just posh. (sighs) How boring. (laughs) Hi, Scotty. Hi, Producer Deb. Hope you're feeling better, Scotty. 
Sorry you've not been well. Well done for keeping your boundaries and not working when you weren't well enough to do so. As a few of us can learn lessons like that. <laughs> uh, it's Alipisha Sal here. Yeah, last time I left a message, I was about to go to a photo shoot and I was all worried about it when we all dead. Anyway, the photo shoot didn't happen because um, too many COVID pings you know, the app pings, so we couldn't get together. But I'd already come to the decision that I was definitely going to do it as a proud baldy. <laughs> you know, especially in this hot weather, I've been going out, not putting anything on my head because it's been lovely to be bald in this hot weather, to be honest. I can heartily recommend it. The difference in, in you know, having all your scalp exposed to the air when there is a little bit of a breeze, you get it. It's really nice, I have to say, really nice. I've had a few funny looks, but, you know, fuck them. <laughs> I haven't got the uh, courage, I think, to wear wigs yet. I feel like I need to be authentic. You know, it's really imp important. That authentic self thing is really important. And I know you condone that. But yeah, it just feels like if you put a wig on, it sort of, it feels fake and it feels like you're trying to cover up. And it's not like I'm trying to cover up. But anyway, been rocking the bald look and going out proudly, putting lots and lots of sun cream on my head. And enjoying the enjoying the, the breeze on my head and listening to all the people talking about how difficult it is to sleep, thinking, really, is it is it that much more difficult? I've been getting night sweats for, I don't know, five years or something with this whole menopausal malarkey. And like every night is like a hot, 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 hot night. And I feel like now we're into this like ridiculously hot weather it's like well this is this is just like normal this is just like normal so the next time you're having a night a difficult night and thinking it's really hot think of all those women out there because you know most women <laughs> at some point in their life are going to have night sweats and it is horrible 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 and I am on the HRT I've mentioned it before I am on the HRT but I'm on a um sort of a low dose special one because I had endometriosis so uh and the Sometimes the GPs can be really rubbish. They didn't even consider. So I went to the doctors saying about, I've got, you know, these awful night sweats, can't sleep at all. And uh, and so they put me on the HRT. They know, they know from my records that I had endometriosis. They didn't, I, I mean, I didn't know that HRT would, would make my periods worse. I mean, at that point they were, you know, I was still having them, but they were much lighter and much better than they'd been for all my life. And of course, it just bring it, brought it back with a vengeance. But I thought the medical profession would have known about that. But of course, nobody knows about this because nobody talks about this. So I'm just talking about this. Anyway, so I'm on, I'm on, a, I'm on an HRT that that means I do still get night sweats, but nowhere near. So if you think that this is bad now, <laughs> like it's nothing like when you get proper full-on hardcore menopausal night sweats, you know. That's that's really, 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 really hot. The arms of Satan hot. Anyway, I just wanted to call and say I'm doing really well. I'm I'm actually getting into me bald head malarkey. I've got this big, big, big bald patch. It was the first one that appeared that's just sort of covered a huge area on my head with a very persistent, healthy piece of hair in the middle of it. There's about a 50p pence, p, you know, that's all dark and it's just like this big blob in the middle and that's that's the bit on my head that I like the least so I'm thinking once I've seen my, my dermatologist and I've got a better idea about whether I can start mucking about because at the minute I've got supposed to be really careful with everything in case it comes back I don't think it's going to come back but who knows but I'm thinking that little blob that little 50p blob that's not going to stay the colour it is that's gonna I'm gonna have a <laughs> I don't know an orange blob or a red blob or a blue blob or something on my head rather than just this horrible big black blob in the middle of me. Ball patch. Anyway, 
I'm rabbiting now, so I'm going to say goodbye. And uh, yeah, chat soon. Bye. Lovely to have you back in the room, Alopecia Sal. I love that that's your name. I really love that that's your name. And oh yeah, those pings have been going off left, right and centre. I've managed to avoid them, which is all right so far. But I mean, you know, every time you open your phone, you go, is it going to be now? The anxiety that that's inducing on top of everything else. Anyway, I'm so glad that you're embracing the board and that you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. You know, thing to remember is people are always going to look at you, whatever you look like. I was in an M&S food hall yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what's good for me. I was on my bike doing a cycle and I was cycled to this place, which is like outside of Manchesterford. And um, these two old women were staring at me like I was shoplifting everything, looking at everything in my basket. And I thought, oh, give over. Do you know what I mean? I thought, oh, shut up. Have a fucking break. Give yourself 10 minutes off, Jean. Anyway, um, again, more chat about the SPF. You could donate some of ours to that person that was beforehand. Anyway, my mum had HRT. It's very strange. Like She had my brother and then they found some cancerous cells in her cervix. So they gave her a hysterectomy. And so my mum was like postnatal with postnatal depression and then literally overnight had a hysterectomy then had HRT I tell you what those were quite some difficult times in our life because emotionally me and my mum were clashing quite a lot bless her and I just remember thinking you know like when you're a teenager you're trying to think of empathy it's really difficult you have to learn empathy as a teenager and but just thinking mum's had a difficult time mum's had a difficult time but just being like she's a fucking dickhead as well in my brain so anyway I hope you've settled in (laughs) when you said the arms of Satan I thought that's a great name for a pub isn't it anyway Sal I hope to speak to you soon want to know what colour you choose for the bit of um, tufty of hair oh it's my favourite part it's the 10 second confession 10 second confession oh my alright Scotty and Debs and Tim and Maya I'm going to have a go on these 10 second confession things. <clears throat> right. So my understanding, all you Catholics, anyone who knows this confession malarkey, I don't know how this works. So you'll have to, you'll have to tell the atheists, my heathen, I wasn't even Christian. Anyway, my 10 second confession, it's a bit heavy. It's a bit deep, a bit dark, but I do genuinely need to confess it. When I was at college, I was a real dick to this girl who had a proper eating disorder. And I was supposed to be her friend. And I was not nice to her about it. I wasn't a good friend. And it fucking bothers me. And I'm 31 now. And I was 16. No, I was 17 at the time. I was 17. The guilt. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, this whole Catholic guilt thing. I'm really fucking sorry, basically, to that girl. Because I was not a good friend. And I should have been a good friend. Well, what did you say to that? (laughs) Very rarely I'm speechless on here. <laughs> I really like that this person just like sort of came in like, right, things to say, Catholic, here. I did this thing, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, do you know what? So I'll teach you how they do it in the Catholics. The priest will sit there for a little bit, won't look you in the eye because, you know, they're fucking conniving bastards. And we'll say, oh, well, are you sorry for it now? And, you know, you've said that you're sorry for it. And then they'll go away and they give you some penance. Often they'll ask you to um, 
I don't know, you know, like say a couple of Hail Marys, a couple of rosaries. But, you know, I wonder if you could think what your penance is because you could divorce yourself from this guilt. I mean, you know, by admitting it and replaying in your brain and you're obviously showing that you're a different person now. There could be other ways in which you might want to, you know, divorce yourself from this because guilt is so trapping and it turns into shame very quickly and can be very um, toxic. So, I don't know, do you want to have a look at them on the Facebook? Do you want to give a tenner to beat charity? I hope you know. I'll leave it with you. But, you know, you've done the work. You've said sorry. And, you know, we've all been dickheads as teenagers. Oh, my God. I was the worst. And there are things that I'm sorry for. But you have to move on as well, don't you? You know, there are some people who don't know they were dicks when they were teenagers. And they're still behaving in the same way. So, if you take some solace from that, do. Lovely to hear from you. Hello, Scotty. Kara here. You know, and it's been that long. Like, like, really long. And you're that pissed. And you start fancying Monty Don. Yeah. Stay strong. Stay true. Most importantly, stay Monty Don in those sort of trouser jumpers choppers what you call them braces in your garden yum <laughs> oh okay <laughs> okay Kara, lovely to have you in the room now if you don't know who Monty Don is, please get on the Google Arles and, and type this person in because it's quite famous in the UK, but um, might not be famous elsewhere. Uh, it's like a gardener TV person who's quite posh, but isn't what we would call hot queer totty. But, you know, I can relate. I can relate, Kara. <laughs> Monty Don of all people. Oh, you're wrong. All right, you lot, it's um, Kirsten. Just thought I'd fill you in on something that just happened. Had a job interview that I was pretty excited about. Just noticed afterwards that I've done the interview with my nipple hanging out of my bra. I'm wearing a dress, which is two layers. One is a sheer layer and the underneath is like a slip. So it's entirely possible that the nip slip was very visible over zoom fuck's sake i mean i've got nice nipples but it's just not that kind of job typical isn't it What is all like? <laughs> oh, I need to put myself together. <laughs> oh, Kirsten. Now, listen, don't you be speaking down about your nipples. Because like you say, they are great nipples. So you might get the job. Oh, let us know if you get the job. Please let us know if you get the job. Oh, fab. Excellent work, Kirsten. Love you, babe. And, <laughs> and that is... <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
between Monty Don and the nipple slip, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Things you never thought you'd say on a Thursday morning. Now, if you've enjoyed anything that's come up in the show today, please feel free to entertain me by... <laughs> By opening up the WhatsApp and sending us a voice note to this number. <laughs> 0788 And support us on the Patreon. And get backstage access to more knobheads like you. Remember, this is a safe space. <laughs> So feel free, you know, to share and share alike, as Cher once said. Also, get on the hashtag, hashtag after the time P-O-D. And remember, we rely on your donations to keep this space going. Why not buy us a coffee or a pine or a decent bra for Kirsten, bless them. Patreon.com forward slash after the tone. I've had a lovely time, but I think, you know, like all good things, it must come to an end because I need a little lie down after this. Um, remember, find us on the internet. Have a lovely week. And remember, if something comes up, if your nipple comes out, or if you end up fancying someone that you shouldn't, we're only a phone call away. See you next week. Just a little update. I got the job, so it doesn't matter if my nipple is out or not. <laughs> oh, dear. What a life. <laughs> Yay! Tone, after the tone, after the tone, leave your message after the tone. After the Tone is presented by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Kilbride, vice producer Tim Bano, assistant producer Maya Miller-Lewis, ATT is a Debbie's Production production. Remember to like, follow or subscribe to catch us every Thursday. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.